This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome in to the high school football scoreboard across the state here on the Sports Talk Media Network. Back in our studios tonight after being away for several weeks. JP, how long has it been since we've been together here in our studios in downtown Columbia for the scoreboard? Because I've been on the road traveling for ball games. I know you're happy to see me, and it's, uh, it's good to be back with you. And David Shelton will be joining us here a little bit later on. From his location in the Low Country, covering a football game down there, a playoff game. So we've got basically there's a, two different ways to look at this. You can call tonight the third round. You can call tonight the uh, statewide quarterfinals, or you can call it upper and lower state semifinals. Whatever happens to uh, float your boat. And uh, we've got some finals in. We got, of course, uh, some games that are getting close to being over. What we haven't had, surprisingly. A lot of drama tonight. Uh, most of the games, vast majority of the games, have been blowouts. Surprising because we really thought tonight would bring us some really uh, tight competition. And we've had a couple of championships handed out in Skiza tonight. Neither one of these games was very competitive. So let's get to the final scores that we have in, and then we'll update scores that are of games in, still in progress. So in 5A tonight, Two finals we have in right now are both in the lower state, and Somerville beat Sumter seven to nothing, and Fort Dorchester knocked off Carolina Forest thirty nine twenty one. So how about that for a lower state final in five A? Two bitter rivals, Somerville and Fort Dorchester, will meet next week. Boy, I tell you what, better go ahead and get your ticket for that one right now. That's going to be a hard ticket to get. Uh, we'll update Spartanburg and Dutch Fork and Burns Gaffney. We can tell you that Dutch Fork was uh, was creaming Spartanburg in Columbia. What was that? Fi- well, you, you had a partial PJ on that game. You saw a, fi- a, a, a in progress score. It was fifty-six. You got to turn on your microphone. You got to turn on your microphone. Yeah, you still got to turn on your microphone. You got the right microphone. Go ahead. It was fifty-six to seven. I can't hear you. Fifty-six to seven. In the third quarter. In the third quarter. <laughs> Why is your microphone not working? Yeah, 56-7, to seven, Dutch Fork over Spartanburg in the third quarter. Uh, Burns and Gaffney, let's get an update there. Burns and Gaffney, uh, now you got my microphone way too loud. There you go. Burns and Gaffney, they're in the fourth quarter, and Gaffney is leading 34-28 there. So Gaffney trying to hang on at the reservation against Burns. Dutch Fork's going to cruise on into the championship with that big lead over Spartanburg High School. All right, that's 5A. Let's go to 4A in the upper state, Northwestern, having a fantastic year, and they beat Westside tonight 59-21. Northwestern, that that offense, they have produced a ton of points this year. So Northwestern beat Westside 59-21. The other upper state game is Greenville and Catawba Ridge. And checking on an in-progress score there. We don't have a final yet, but we've got an in-progress in the fourth quarter. Greenville leading Catawba Ridge 41-27. Greenville over Catawba Ridge. Red Raiders over the Copperheads 41-27. 
in the lower state. Both were final now. AC Flora continues to roll, and they blew up the dream matchup for the city of Florence next week. AC Flora took care of West Florence 50-19, to while South Florence knocked off James Island 52-21. So Flora, South Florence will meet next week. Again, Flora over West Florence 50-19, to and South Florence beat James Island 52-21. 3A playoffs in the upper state. Clennon, 49. Chapman, 27. Daniel in Powdersville. See if we can get a in-progress score there. We don't have a final yet. Daniel and Powdersville looking for a score there. And we've got a, oh my goodness, it's a final. The streak is over. Powdersville defeats Daniel 36-35, according to what we're seeing here on score string. Powdersville 36, Daniel 35. That would have to go down without question as the greatest win ever for Powdersville, which is a relatively young program. Daniel's winning streak had reached the, what, about 38, 39 in a row? 36-35 is the final we see here, Powdersville over Daniel in 3A Upstate. Wow. We'll get some details on that a little bit later on. That had to be a obviously a heck of a ball game. So Powdersville 36, Daniel 35, Clinton 49, Chapman 27. In the lower state, Dillon did what Dillon does win. They beat Camden. Camden, they uh, – the runner-up last year in 3A, Dillon wins it 31-14. And Buford defeated Gilbert tonight 31-21. So it's Dillon 31, Camden 14, and Buford 31, Gilbert 21. So Dillon Buford meet next week. And both scored 31 points tonight. And Powdersville and Clinton will meet next week. To the two-way playoffs in the upper state, Abbeville, too much for Fairfield Central, 45-14. And Saluda gets the best of Strom Thurmond, 28 to nothing. Rivalry game there between Saluda and Strom Thurmond. Coming in the upper state semis, Saluda gets it, 28 nothing. We'll play Abbeville next week. In the lower state, Andrew Jackson has defeated Barnwell tonight, 41-14. to and the other game is Oceanside Collegiate and Woodland. Let me see if we have a a score here. We do. And it's a fourth quarter score. And it's the Land Sharks of Oceanside Collegiate leading Woodland 59 to 18. Wow. All over them 59 to 18. Oceanside Collegiate going to win that one and advance in the playoffs to play Andrew Jackson next week in 2A. In 1A. Only final we've got in is in the lower state where Johnsonville shut out Lamar 14 to nothing. So let's see what we can find here in terms of in progress games. We've got um, Cross leading Estill 28 16 in the fourth quarter. Winner there will play Johnsonville next week. So Cross up 28 to 16 in the fourth quarter. The uh, upper state, we have. Christ Church in the fourth quarter leading Louisville 40 to 7. Christ Church 40, Louisville 7. And the other upper state single A game is Wagner Sally and St. Joseph's. 
And I saw a score here a moment ago. Here it is. This was a halftime score, and St. Joseph's is beating Wagner Sally 35-8. St. Joseph's 35, Wagner Sally 8. That was a halftime reported score. So if that holds up, likely it will. You'll have Christ Church. If that score holds up as well, you'll have Christ Church and St. Joseph's playing in the upper state. All right, so that takes care of the 1A. And in the skis of playoffs tonight, Hammond wins the 4A championship in style, 52 to nothing over Lawrence Manning. Holly Hill Academy wins the eight-man championship, 68 to 20. That final score over W.W. King. And I'm going to check here and see if we've got any other skis of scores that have trickled in to the uh, – to the football stream here, see if we can uh, can update some of these other uh, Skiza scores that we don't have yet. Let's see. Here we go. We got that one. We got that one. Uh, no, we got uh, – no, that was from uh, – that's, that's older. So, no, I think we are up to date. Yeah, we're up to date on our scores there for now. So we will pass along what others, whatever other scores we get here in just a, a few minutes as they come in. And again, David Shelton will be joining us as well here at the bottom of the hour. What you got? Go ahead and tell me. Can you hear me? No, that's just... <laughs> that takes a pat. Yeah. Uh, Gaffney won 34-28. Gaffney is a winner. That's final. Gaffney wins at 34-28. So let's uh, take a look at that. Gaffney a winner, 34-28 over Burns. So... Gaffney will go on to play Dutch Fork next week. Gaffney 34, Burns 28. They'll go on to play Dutch Fork next week. Dutch Fork has still uh, got a big lead over Spartanburg and uh, not going to blow that lead, certainly, from what it was. Um, and so that'll be a matchup of a um, couple of the powers in the 5A, traditional powers, teams with a lot of championships between them. Yeah, I see it now, final Gaffney 34, and, and Burns 28. Uh, good effort by Burns tonight going over to the reservation, but coming up a little bit short against uh, the Indians tonight, 34-28. All right, let's hit our first break here on the high school football scoreboard. And if you're just tuning in, we'll go back over the scores. We'll try and catch up with some coaches here as we move on through the program. And uh, David Shelton, of course, when he finishes up his work down in the low country, about 1030 or so, he'll be joining us tonight as well. This is the high school football scoreboard across the state right here on the Sports Talk Media Network. We're back in a moment. Score a touchdown with Founders Federal Credit Union. With services like Founders Online and the Founders app, you'll enjoy all the perks of a big bank with local personalized service. Not a member? Joining Founders Federal Credit Union is easy. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Relax with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. 
If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. You were always more than my mom. You were my role model, my best friend, and biggest supporter. You filled my days with unconditional love. And you also prepared for the day when you couldn't be here. Because of the woman you were back then, I'm able to be the woman I am now. Your planning made this moment possible. Set your family up for life. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance. Your friends for life. Life insurance isn't for you. It's for those you love the most. For a complete insurance review, call Buddy Bridges in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. Serving Lawrence, Clinton, and the shores of Lake Greenwood. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Not licensed to do business in all 50 states. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at sccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. school football scoreboard all right now jp i want you to turn on your microphone and say hello to the people hello there look at that there you go you just got to have all the buttons pushed down <laughs> i didn't think correctly that you wanted my uh, my voice polluting the airways no no I no I, I, I think you have a great voice look at that you got a future but i want you to be heard not you know not mouthing yes. things to me so yeah all right uh let's go to um let's go to chris deering Chris Deering from the Prep Red Zone joining us here on the high school football scoreboard. I think he was at AC Flora. Yeah, he was at AC Flora in West Florence tonight. Good evening, Chris. You did not see a real close ball game tonight. I did not. I thought I might see a very close one here tonight, but it was all AC Flora. The Falcons uh, advanced to the lower state championship next week with a 50-19 to over victory over West Florence. Oh, my. Uh, how good did they look tonight, AC Flora? Well, I tell you, you know, I think a lot of people thought coming in, into this game it would be a shootout, and, and, you know, whichever team could get a stop or two might win it. 
Um, but this AC4 defense really came to play tonight. They had two stops in the red zone, uh, turn, turn it over on downs for West Florence, and then they also recovered two fumbles uh, to turn into pretty quick points by the offense. And, you know, this offense has been doing it all year. Uh, Markel Townsend had his uh, eighth 200-yard game of the season tonight. He had 206 yards on 19 carries, uh, finished with three touchdowns, and Carew Bates, the quarterback uh, for AC4, he finished 9 of 12 for 154 yards and three touchdowns. Um, just really clicking on all cylinders tonight. Uh, and, and to cap things off, uh, Aiden Mosley, uh, that's the name that I think a lot of people are going to hear a lot of in the next two seasons. He's only a sophomore. He plays behind Markel Townsend right now. Um, he went 94 yards for a touchdown. That was the last score for AC Florida tonight. Uh, so just an all-around great performance by them. And, you know, I think a lot of people in this state have been, been looking towards the uh, AC floor, South Florence showdown in the lower state. And that's what we're getting next week. And it's going to be right here at Memorial Stadium in Columbia. So that should be a, a, a good night next Friday night here. That's a great point that you bring up. It's going to be at Memorial Stadium in Columbia, AC Flora, defending state champion. You know, Columbia, inner city football, high school football, not known for the greatest of fan support. What kind of fan support does AC Flora get game by game? Um, so this is my second week in a row here. And, and you know, last week they played on a Saturday um, because of the weather, and it did rain during that game. And obviously the night was really cold. Um, I, you know, for these kids, I honestly I'd like to see a little more people come out and support them and get in the stands. Um, it wasn't a, a, a bad crowd. It was a good student section tonight. Um, but you know, I could see more seats getting in the more fans getting in the seats next week for for the showdown against South Lawrence. And just one thing, they they won the state title two years ago. They didn't win it last year. Oh, that's right, that's right. It was two. Okay, who won it last year? Uh, in four A, it was uh, South Point. Okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. What about the matchup with South Florence? Uh, this thing just going to be – will there be a lot of defense played? You talked about Flores' defense tonight, but, I mean, South Florence has a absolute dynamic offense. Um, they, uh, yeah, they have a dynamic offense. I mean, everybody knows about Lenora Sellers. they got a bunch of skilled weapons on the outside. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you one thing, Phil. I've been watching – I hadn't watched South Florence in person, obviously, but if you look at their scores throughout the season – Nobody talks about the defense because the offense is so good. They've been holding people to, you know, 7, 14 points. Now, a lot of these games are, are running clocks in the second half because the offense has scored so many in the first half. And, I, I mean, I get that. Um, so I, I do think both defenses have, have the chance next week to, to get some stops. And, and that's going to be key, you know, is who, who can – you know, I thought tonight might be a situation where – if one team got a stop and a score and then it was halftime and they got the ball first to start the second half. But it turned out not to be that way. It was just all the AC floor. And, you know, next week I expect sort of the, sort of that same type of game, though. Whoever can get a stop or two and go down and capitalize and score might take the, you know, momentum in it and might end up the winner and play for a state championship in two weeks. Now, I tell you, we talk about South Florence, but West Florence, they have uh, the Deuce Hudson kid at quarterback. They have a, a running back who's run for a ton of yards this year. They have a, a safety uh, who might also play some wide receiver who's excellent athlete. Uh, that's a great job. 
Carolina, yeah. Yeah. The, the safety and the wide receiver. Yeah. And the running back, uh, yep. Darren Loy, he was over 2,000 yards. Uh, he had 93 at the half. I, didn't, I don't have his total yet, but for the most part, I, I thought Florida did a good job on him. And, and one thing that might have helped a little bit um, on West Florence's first touchdown, it was a um, Deuce Hudson um, pass. It was 21-yard pass. He got injured on the play, and he came back in and played, but you could tell he was hobbled a good bit. Um, but he gutted it out, played the whole game, and just, you know, but you could tell he was maybe a step slower than normal. Okay, sir. Thank you as always. Great job. And uh, we will look for you next week. If you don't eat too much turkey and sleep through uh, to the weekend, hopefully you'll you'll be up and at the game next week. I- I'm not like our boy Lou. I'm somewhere next week, Phil. I just don't know where yet, but I'll, probably right here back at Memorial, to be perfectly honest, since it's about seven minutes from my house. But That's perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. You have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Chris Deering, story on the AC floor, win over West Florence. Uh, Let's go to uh, Bruce McNeil. Won't take Bruce long to recap the scoring in this one. Wow. Somerville 7, Sumter nothing. Uh, Suffice it to say, uh, the defense is dominated. Yeah, definitely a game of defense and really missed opportunities for the Sumter Gamecocks tonight. I spoke with um, the Green Waves coach, Ian Rafferty, before the game and said, you know, what do you need to do differently this time? Because Sumter shut them out in the regular season. He said, well, we need to score. And uh, we laughed, and I said after the game, I said, so if I'd have told you you were going to score seven points, do you think you would have walked out knowing you're a winner? And he said, I told you we needed to score. <laughs> they got their touchdown. It came with two minutes left in the second quarter. It was their quarterback just broke free, 74-yard run. And uh, he's a big kid and just really credit him for making some great moves downfield and deked a couple of guys out of position to finish it off. And, you know, at the time I was thinking, well, one score could win it, knowing how the defenses are playing. But when you add up the yards, Sumter unofficially about 287 yards on the ground tonight, and John Peoples unofficially 202 of that himself, but three turnovers, and they ended the last three drives of the game. Uh, Peoples fumbled at about the three-yard line as we were getting into goal to go, and that was about late in the third quarter, actually early in the fourth. And it was a long drive that ended with nothing. And then they got intercepted on their last two drives, the last one on a fourth down attempt to try and salvage the game. And so a little more pressure there. But roughly 14 rushing first downs, all those yards gained. Um, Somerville, I had roughly at about 211 total yards, but about 147 on the ground. And half of those came from that one touchdown run. But between the penalties and the turnovers, Sumter just not able to overcome those tonight, and they end up closing out at eleven and two. Wow! And and Somerville just came up with a huge defensive effort and was able to keep them out of the end zone. Like you said, the turnovers worked against uh, Sumter. Yet they ran the ball so well, but could not score. Yeah, just a real shocker. Peoples is just a sophomore and. Uh, he finishes this season with possibly the eighth-best single-season rushing total in the history of Sumter High School football uh, behind some guys whose uh, careers were all college-bound and a couple of them went pro, but um, they'll have him back next year. Uh, it's just really disappointing. There were 25 seniors and just the heartbreak. You know, It was set up really well to have home field all the way through, and 
Uh, I knew this was going to be a tough game just knowing how it went when we played in September. <laughs> so you give, uh, you give Somerville a lot of credit, and they're going to have to go back against probably Fort Dorchester again, right? That's correct. Sumter did not spoil the folks uh, in Charleston's dream matchup of Somerville and Fort D in the uh, lower state finals next week. Hey, Bruce, great job. First year in South Carolina. You were fantastic. Thank you for calling us throughout the season. Enjoy the off season, and we'll talk to you next season. That sounds like a good idea. Thank you so much for all the guys that you're uh, promoting and all the, the hoopla that is created. Your show is a, a welcome reservoir on a dry Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. Fort D over – I'm sorry, uh, uh, Somerville over Sumter 7 nothing. Fort Dorchester beat Carolina Forest 39-21. And it's gone final. Dutch Fort 63, Spartanburg 15. We'll be back after this break on the High School Scoreboard. Everybody, it is the high school football scoreboard of South Carolina across the state of South Carolina on the Sports Talk Media Network. David Shelton will be joining us in a few minutes. He's wrapping up his work from his game tonight. We've got all the finals in now for the high school league games. Going to get back to that in just a moment. You know, most of the time when a high school coach or any coach sees our number ring, it's like, uh oh, I don't want to take that. However, there is one exception that's this time of the year. Because coaches know if we're ringing them up, that means they're playing on Thanksgiving and practicing on the week of Thanksgiving. That means they've won tonight. They like to hear from us. And that's why we have happy coaches on on this program this time of the year. Let's welcome in from Fort Dorchester, Coach Steve LaPrad, his team tonight, 39-21 over Carolina Forest. Coach, welcome in, and congratulations. You want to check on the line there? <laughs> I just went through all that. Check and see if he's still there with us. Hello. And let's drop the phone handle. While we're doing that, I'll recap the scores. Dutch Fork beat Spartanburg 63-15. to And Gaffney beat Burns 34-28 in the upper state. In the lower states, Somerville beat Sumter 7-0. And as I mentioned, Fort Dorchester over Carolina Forest 39 39- to 21. And then in the 4A playoffs, Greenville beat Catawba Ridge 42-27. Northwestern down West Side 59-21. AC Flora over West Florence 50-19, Lower State. And South Florence over James Island 52-21. Let's see if we have Coach LaPrade with us now. Coach, how are you? Welcome in. Hey, good. How you doing, Phil? Good. Congratulations. I know. Um, don't know if you heard what I said earlier, but this is the one time when coaches like to hear from us because that you're a happy coach and you know you're still playing football next week. That's right. It's nothing better than practicing on Thanksgiving Day. There you go. That's the goal. When you guys were were sweating in July and August, the goal is to practice in the cold around Thanksgiving, and you got it done tonight over Carolina Forest, thirty nine twenty one. What'd you like most about your team's performance tonight? 
Well, I mean, it's the fifth game in a row. We've had over 300 yards rushing. Um, you know, we've obviously got a really good quarterback, and we really haven't had to throw too much. We came out and got up. You know, we scored three touchdowns early and got up 30, I guess it was 32-7 or 32-zip at halftime. Uh, and uh, so, you know, we started getting some of our studs out and people getting hurt in the second half. And uh, we, we only scored one in the second half, but – Carolina Forest, they're, they're scrappy. Um, you know, Mark Morris does a heck of a job. He's a great football coach. So uh, we're really glad to get the win. Yeah, I bet. Um, tell us more about your quarterback, uh, how he played, um, what, you, what you saw in him tonight. Well, you know, like I said, we, we, we scored five touchdowns rushing. Uh, you know, we, we really didn't throw the ball but five times. And uh, completed three out of five. We just kind of ran the ball and didn't throw it too much. We kind of controlled the clock and controlled the ball. And, um, you know, we really, you know, he was a very good quarterback and got some good receivers. But, you know, we really didn't have to throw the ball. We just ran the ball and uh, ate the clock up. And, like I said, you know, we really didn't run it well. We got three really good running backs. Uh, we got, we got, um, uh, Zion Reynolds and, uh, of course, Davion Brown had another 200-yard game. Uh, he's a junior. And then we got Ryan Campbell, who's only a freshman, who uh, first t- first touch tonight. He, he, I think he went 35, 40 yards for a touchdown. So we got a really good running game. Our big guys up front are doing a good job. I thought we controlled both lines of scrimmage. Uh, you know, Carolina Forrest got a great quarterback. Uh, and I, I think we probably had six, seven sacks tonight. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy with the big guys up front. That sounds like it. Was it something in game planning for for Carolina Forest? Was it something you saw on their on their film in your preparation where you said, "Okay, you know, our our plan is going to be to run it, run it, run it." We think we got an advantage in the run game here. Yeah, we just you know Carolina Forest. They, they're not a real large team. Like I said, they got some really good athletes, and you know they try to outscore you. So our game plan kind of run the ball, control the clock, and you know, kind of wear them down, which which I thought we did. You know, we got off to a really good start and got three touchdowns. We were up twenty-one nothing, I think, first quarter. So, um, uh, you know, that was our game plan to run the ball. And you know, it's um, you know, being a head coach, you know, running that thing's a lot. Uh, every time you throw that rascal, two out of the three things are bad. You know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, mind, I don't mind running it. I bet, I bet. <laughs> All right, a couple more minutes with Coach Steve LaPrade from Fort Dorchester. So, uh, has has tomorrow has next week's game already been sold out? Somerville Fort D. Come on, doesn't get any better than that down there. I know that'll be you know we that, that'll be a great game. You know, the first time uh, it was a really good game. Uh, I'm sure you know they kind of. In fact, last thing Coach Rafferty told me when we shook hands that I'll see you in four weeks. So <laughs> he did it. You know, and uh, but it'll be good. You know, I'm 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 proud that we two teams here in Dorchester, you know, getting after it, and uh, that'd be fun. At least at least somebody in Dorchester County is going to play for the state championship, so that's positive. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the brackets, but I can never really be sure. So, is Somerville hosting next week? No, we will host. You will host. Okay, uh, that's what I mean. I never am for sure. Yeah. One seed, and they were number two seed. Okay. Uh, so you know, now if Sumter had won, we would have had to go to Sumter. Gotcha. But we will have Somerville one. Yeah. 
All right, very good. Well, hey, thank you so much for the time. It's great talking to you again. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. Going to be a buzz around um, the Holy City down there all next week. Looking forward to yeah. this one. Should be a lot of fun, Coach. That's right. It will be. It'll be a, it'll be a great game, and it'll be great for our community. So we're excited about it. You might even get a visit from Billy Baker next week. Oh, uh, you know Billy's going to be there. <laughs> it'll be hot call. Half the time. Yeah, half the time on our sideline, half on theirs. So <laughs> at some point, and he'll probably stop by and get him a hot dog at halftime as he changes sides, I figure. What do you think? <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt. <laughs> hey, take care. Thanks for the visit. All right. Talk to you again. All right, Phil. Take care. All right. That's Steve LaPrade, one of the best in our state. Man, he's been winning, winning, winning ever since he took over that program at Fort D. And I believe, David have to correct me on this if I'm wrong, I think he was at Somerville before Fort D was formed and he uh, and he went over there. I think he was, I want to say he was on Coach McKissick's staff uh, way back in the day. But, man, he's made Fort Dorchester a great football program. That one, you never know. I mean, we thought there'd be a lot of close ones tonight. That one should be a classic next week. Let's go to Monty Dutton as he joins us here on the high school football scoreboard. And it was uh, Clinton uh, doing what they do, beating a Chapman tonight. Gave up a few more points than normal, but that's a credit to Chapman. The Red Devils win it 49-27. Monty, give us the details. Well, Chapman, I think uh... – I think you'd have to say that the last time Clinton played, you know, Chapman and Clinton were in Region 3 together for many years, and Chapman handed Clinton their la- their only regular season loss a year ago. Clinton defeated them 49-19 to back in September, and Chapman won its next seven games. And they were very well prepared, and they came into the game Friday night, obviously intent on, on stopping Bryson James, Clinton's do-everything player. And uh, early in the game, Clinton threw three times, and quarterback Bryce Young overthrew open receivers each time. But he never missed another pass. And his four other passes for 135 yards. That pretty much opened the floodgate. James scored four touchdowns and rushed for 151 yards and 24 carries. But look at how much the concentration on stopping him did. Clinton's Jaden Robinson had eight carries for 146 yards, 18.2 a carry. Jaishun Copeland had 10 for 130. Between those three backs, Clinton scored seven touchdowns, (laughs) all their touchdowns. And so uh, it was a more, I think that, you know, Young, who came in, he's a junior backup quarterback, who came in when Austin Copeland went down to an injury sometime back now, uh, he's done a very effective job, and he hasn't been a weak point, and he wasn't tonight. But the Red Devils trailed. They had, by the way, until tonight, Clinton had trailed for 15, 14 seconds all season. They trailed 7 nothing last week to BHP and returned the following kickoff 95 yards. This time, there weren't any long kickoff returns because Chapman uh, squibbed the ball. As a matter of fact, Clinton put James, who has three kickoff return touchdowns, up up near the line, up near where the onside kicks were going to go. So they they achieved that, but they paid a they paid a they had, they paid a big price for slowing down Bryson James, oh just a little bit. Mm. And so uh, for Chapman, 
their quarterback, Coleman Gray, was 12 of 17 for 197 yards and three touchdowns. He was intercepted once. And what Putnam was down 7 nothing and 14 to 13 after they missed an extra point. But from there, it, it was then 46 to 14 at the end of the third quarter. And uh, uh, Lucas Kirkendall, who missed an extra point, kicked Putnam's only field goal of the year huh. in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so between all these weeks where we've had these recitations, of the Clinton quarterback being one for two for 56 yards and a touchdown. Tonight there were some unlikely heroes for the Red Devils, but uh, it'll be a nice – a year ago, Powdersville was undefeated in regular season, and Clinton lost one. This year, Powdersville has lost one game to Hillcrest, and it should be a great game between Clinton's stable of running backs and, and, and Thomas Williams, who is a splendid running back for Powdersville. The game will be at Powdersville, and uh, they better go early because Clinton's going to take that stadium over if they don't because <laughs> the Red Devils, Red Devils are drawing a lot of fans this year. I bet. So, I bet. So it was another another great night, the final night of the year at Wilder Stadium, and from here it's on to a try to to uh, go to the state champion state the upper state championship for the first time uh, since 2009, which is the the occasion of Clinton's most recent state championship. Monty, great job, my man. Thank you so much for the report, and we'll look for you next week from up there in um, – well, I don't know that we've ever uh, said from up in Powdersville. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, for the, thanks as always, Phil. Thank you. Evening. Thank you so much. Okay, Powdersville and Clinton next week for the 3A Upper State Championship. That, it's got to be uh, you know, the, the best Powdersville has ever done. We'll hear from David on that in just a moment as we go to our break. Uh, David will be joining us on the other side. We'll go back over everything and get David's thoughts on what's gone on so far tonight. And then we will uh, hit up some other coaches and hopefully be getting some other reports in from uh, games across the state. So you stay with us here on the high school football scoreboard across the state on the Sports Talk Media Network. Back in a moment. Founders Federal Credit Union knows your life is busy and your money is important. We are proud to offer local personalized services and convenient online services like Founders Online and the Founders app. You'll love being with us as much as we love serving you. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership with Founders. Relax. Win with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. 
If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. In Columbia, South Carolina, game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue. We're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. Football School Board on this Friday night, third round of the playoffs, statewide quarters, upper and lower state semis, however you want to break it down. Ian Garrett in just a moment, but let's bring David Shelton on to say hello since he's finished up his work. David, welcome in. What's your overall take on what you've heard across the state tonight? Mine was, when we came on the air, a little bit surprised we've seen so many blowouts tonight. I was gonna exactly what I was gonna say is that um, we we thought we thought these were all gonna be very uh, competitive games. I saw a blowout tonight. Um, you know, Dutch Fork blew out. Um, you know, uh, there were a lot of blowouts. South Florence, AC Florida, Fort Dorchester. You know, Somerville didn't blow out Sumter, but they won yeah. seven to nothing. And um, and then you know the big story is obviously Powdersville. Uh, getting it done, as we said on Sports Talk, they just got to stay in the game. You got against Daniel, against Dutch Fort, you got to you got to stay in the game and have a chance in the fourth quarter. And uh, Powdersville jumped out to do a lead, and then they they went toe to toe. And um, you know they're a good team. I mean, uh, we we said all year, Daniel, Powdersville, Clinton. Um, you know those were the top teams in the upper state, and and two of them are going to be playing. Yeah. You nailed it. Let's welcome in Ian Guerin from the Prep Red Zone from down in the Grand Strand area where he covers uh, teams, but he was over to watch Carolina Forest and Fort D. We talked to Coach LaPrad a few minutes ago, Ian, and basically he said they just lined up. Their plan was to run the football at Carolina Forest, uh, and they did so successfully tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the state, Dalton Osborne, you know, I know he missed some time with the, the injury and, and all that, but he only threw five passes tonight, and it's because they, they, they did. They lined up, and they just ran the ball over and over. You know, Davion Brown ended up with, like, 225. Zion Reynolds ended up with uh, 110, 115, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, they brought in freshman Ryan Campbell. He ran for 45 and a, and a touchdown as well. I mean, they everybody in the building knew what they were going to do tonight. And Carolina Forest is going to stop it. I mean, even when they they get a little bit of penetration and 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 seem looked like they had uh, Zion Reynolds or Davion Brown wrapped up in the backfield, those guys would just break the tackle. They bounce the outside and they take off for you know uh, you know seven eight yards. It felt like every single time, you know, Fort D never had a never had a third and and long 
they really only had a handful of, of second logs, and it's because they were running the ball so effectively, you know, early in the early in series. They were getting, you know, basically just running downhill. It's kind of what Carolina Forest has been doing to people the last four weeks. I mean, they they jump out on you, they muscle you off the ball, and next thing you know, they got 45, 50 points. You know, tonight it was the reverse. I think Fort D took their foot off the gas considerably in the the second half, and and that's really the only reason why it was a 39 to 21 game. How do you sum up the Carolina Forest season to make it this far, but to come up short of the ultimate goal? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I wrote about for my gamer that I just filed for the paper was that, you know, they, they caught lightning in a bottle the last month. But when you're speaking about this team, they have struggled with Sumter. They've struggled with Dutch Fork, obviously, everybody has. And they've struggled with Fort Dorchester, you know, come playoff time. Um, this is a team that is close to kind of getting into that upper tier um, you know, I, I put Dutch Fork in their own special category, but, you know, they're, they're close to being in that upper tier. But until they can consistently put the guys in the trenches to, to handle that muscle, they're going to kind of still be that also-played type of team. Well, we thank you for uh, joining us throughout the season. And if you hit up a game next week, give us a call. Otherwise, we'll see you down at the uh, Touchstone Energy Bowl practices and game in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I will be in the mountains next week. Hopefully with no <laughs> cell phone service, you will not hear from me. Okay. But, uh, Phil, Phil, if you don't mind me sharing something real quick. Yeah. And, you know, look, you guys are, are tremendous for high school football in this state and what you do, but I, I think it's really important that we share one of those really positive things that nobody's going to write about. Tonight after the game, Carolina Forest kids are, are huddled up, they're crying, they're hugging, they're saying goodbyes and things like that. Davion Brown takes off his helmet and his, and his hair wrap and walks up to as many Carolina Forest kids as he can, shakes their hands and hugs them. I, I just, I wanted somebody, I, I wanted people to hear about that. I thought that, that was one of those really special moments from one of the top junior running backs in the state. His teammates are off celebrating. He stops what he's doing, uh, talked to me for a moment, and then he, he headed over to Carolina Forest. Like I said, I just wanted to make sure that, that people knew about that. I appreciate you sharing that. Great story. Great story. I love to hear that kind of stuff because we hear too much the other way. Great point. And thank you. Uh, enjoy the mountains. Uh, stay away from the Bears. And uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. Thank you, sir. Have a great night, guys. Thank you. Of course, Ian strikes me as a type, David, who likes to run with the Bears. I think if he sees a, a, a family of Bears, he's like to go out and chase them or something. Nah, that's just a persona he gets. He'll run like a like a squealing kid. <laughs> but actually, he, he's got that foot. He's got that little foot injury thing going on, so he probably ain't running much anywhere. Yeah. How about um, we had Coach LaPrade on? Before you joined us, and like I mentioned to Ian, he said their game plan was to come out and run the football, but that's what they thought they could do well and mentioned the running backs and the kind of night they had. I mean, one of the running backs averaged like almost two first downs a carry, like 18-plus yards a carry. You're averaging that. You're going to have a great night on the ground. Well, you know, and really that's what they've been all year. Uh, You know, Zoltan Osborne got dinged up and they missed some games and he, you know – they just leaned on the running game. Their big offensive line, their offensive line's huge. And, um, 
and Davion Brown and Zion Reynolds are a one-two punch. They, I got the stats uh, emailed to me after the game from their stat guy, and they're right under 400 yards rushing tonight. So it was probably like 380 or something. Uh, but they've been doing that for several weeks in a row now where they're just – if you don't stop their running game, it's going to be a long night. And, you know, they ran the ball against Somerville a couple of weeks ago. Now they're going to get Somerville again. Somerville's going to try to stop that run. Uh, but then again, you you know, Dalton Osborne is still there. And if he's healthy, they haven't had to use him, but it's nice to know that if they got to use him, uh, they can throw the football around the yard. So that, that shapes up to be a really good, you know, Somerville, Fort Dorchester, winner plays for the state title. That's going to be mm. that is going to be one hell of an atmosphere next week. Well, I was going to ask you. I mean, you're down there in, in Charleston. You've been there forever. Uh, Fort Dorchester was born out of Somerville. If I'm not mistaken, Coach LaPrade was on Coach McKissick's staff before going to Fort D. Uh, obviously, Absolutely. these these two programs, these two schools are, are are intertwined in so many different ways. It's got to be the buzz of the city next week. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Well, you know, there, there is so much, uh, you know, Ian Rafferty, who is the head coach at Somerville, was LaPrade's offensive coordinator for a dozen years mm-hmm. uh, when he went to Somerville. And he played at Somerville. And Coach LaPrade was won numerous state titles as the wrestling coach at Somerville before he – and he was the JV head coach that they had some 80-game winning streak or something. They didn't lose for like 10 years. Um, and, and then he went over to Fort to be the head coach. So there is a lot of – you know, not to mention they've had some transfers back and forth hmm. uh, in between the two programs. So it's going to be a it's going to be a festive atmosphere. I, I kind of wish it wasn't Thanksgiving weekend. Um, you know, I wish it was uh, right. another weekend because you know you may see some people leaving and not All be right. there. Hold that thought. We'll be back top of the hour. This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. All right, welcome back, everybody. High school football scoreboard, Sports Talk Media Network. Great to have you with us, Phil Kornblut. Here at the Dave and Buster Studios in Columbia, David Shelton down in the Low Country after doing his work tonight. Let's go over the scores. If you're just joining us, going to try and hit up some other uh, coaches as well as we uh, move through the second hour of the program tonight. But I want David to have a chance to opine on these games tonight. He hasn't had a chance to do that. So in the 5A Upper State, Dutch Fork beat Spartanburg 63-14, and Gaffney knocked off Burns 34. 34- 28 your thoughts on those two games david uh kind of what i thought would happen i i thought it was going to be dutch fort gaffney a rematch of last last year's state championship game um and you know and as we talked about on sports talk spartanburg's only chance was to keep this game close and it got away from them early just what dutch fort does they opened it up on people and then they cruised and they did it again tonight and then gaffney opened it up on burns pretty good early and then burns made a little run but uh, probably the two best teams in the upper state um, are going to be playing next week, so not a big surprise. All right, let's go to the lower state again. Somerville shuts out Sumter 7 to nothing, turning the tables on the Gamecocks, who defeated them earlier in the year 
And Fort Dorchester over Carolina Forest, 39-21. Either one of the results more surprising than the other to you in this case? Um, Maybe Somerville. Uh, but but really, I thought they had a great chance to win. Uh, they they did they had a, a, some mistakes in the first game, but Sumter's offense is not um, against really good teams has not had a lot of success. You remember Oceanside shut them out twenty eight nothing, and Somerville's got a good defense. So I, I felt like Somerville had a shot. Um, I didn't see it being seven nothing, but I certainly thought they had a shot. And and with Fort, I just felt like if 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 they didn't play poorly. They were going to win this game tonight. I know Carolina Forest has been on a little run, but but I thought Fort Dorchester, man for man, with that big offensive line, those running backs, I felt like they were going to win the game. Is that their their key? We talk about how good their quarterback is, but is their key to success putting the ball in the hands of those running backs more often than not? Yeah, I mean, it has been this year. Um, you know, both those guys are over 1,000 yards, so it's a one-two punch. Uh, Davion Brown is like five foot six but about 190 pounds, and then Zion is a, is a bigger back, maybe about a 200-pound back. But they mix and match, and and, and that offensive line, I mean, there's some big guys up front, and they're doing a great job. And uh, that, that's kind of been their niche this year is uh, with Osborne being out uh, and missing some games and really probably not being totally until recently. Um I, I think they found that they found what works, and and they're gonna they're gonna try to run it on Somerville next week. Okay, let's go to the four A Upper State Greenville High beats Catawba Ridge forty two twenty seven, two very offensive uh, dominant teams, and Red Raiders outscoring Catawba Ridge forty two twenty seven, and Northwestern likewise with Westside and the Trojans have had a big offense all season long. Remember they put what. 80 points on somebody, I think it was, earlier in the year, maybe 88. Uh, they beat Westside 59-21. Yep. Uh, not surprised by either one. Uh, I felt like the way Greenville's playing down the stretch, uh, their offense is rolling. They got some great skilled people. Um, I thought Catawba Ridge, you know, well, I had a shot, but I didn't I didn't think they could win a high scoring, you know, a shootout, and they, and they didn't. And Northwestern's just been, you know, they've been good all year. They lost one game, and they've been really good. And that really looks up I mean, I'm, right now. I would say the over/under hmm. in points scored between Northwestern and Greenville is probably going to start at about eighty-five or ninety. <laughs> I think there's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored next week. And let me see here. The um, I wanted to see the uh, the bracket in in four A, and that's going to be. Let's see, Greenville. And uh, Northwestern, so uh, uh, I don't even know. Which one's the higher seed? Who gets the home game? I, I'd have to see the bracket because they were both region champions. So okay. um, whatever the bracket dictated. Well, well the, the predetermined home game would be Greenville. You know, where they have the H in the bracket for the predetermined host. Uh, so that yeah. would fall for Greenville. But is there not a, a uh, is there not a rule that says the – of course, they're both one seeds, right? So I guess it will fall to Greenville. Yeah, we'll follow Greenville. Okay, yeah, that's how it works. So they'll play that at Serene Stadium, and man, they'll have they'll have old Serene Stadium uh, packed to the gills. I'd imagine for that. Well, you would hope so. You would hope the Greenville fans will show up. I, I, I'm sure Northwestern will probably travel pretty well. Yeah. All right. Lower State, AC Flora beat West Florence fifty to nineteen, and South Florence beat James Island fifty two twenty one. So. 
Uh, Flora spoiled the uh, all uh, Florence championship game between West and South. Uh, so boo on them for that. Just kidding. Um, but Flora has a chance to get back to the state championship after um, I was uh, corrected by Chris Deering uh, earlier because it was South Point that won it last year in 4A. I was thinking it was Flora, but Flora won it two years ago. So they got a chance to get back there if they take care of business next week. But what about that defense of Flora, the way they held uh, West Florence to 19, uh, and now they're going to see an even better offense against South Florence? Yeah, that's going to be an offensive game next week. Uh, I mean, again, we'll we'll probably start the over-under at about 85 or 90. Um, I, I, I know both defenses are pretty good, but, but both offenses are really good, really explosive. I mean, South Florence jumped all over James Island tonight, and, and James Island was a pretty good defensive team. Uh, West Florence is a pretty good defensive team, and AC Florida jumped all over them. So, um, yeah, I, boy, that is going to be – that is going to be a heck of a matchup. And I think South goes to Flora, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think yes. mm-hmm. Flora is the home team, yeah. So, um, you know, that that's going to be for uh, – man. And, and I mean, when you look at it, really, when you look at 4A and look at the final four teams, man, <laughs> oh, my God, there's a lot of offense in those four games, in those two games. Yeah, there ain't no question. Um, Norris – Sellers, Lenore Sellers against the AC Flora running game. Not that he's a one man band or anything, but when you're the quarterback and you're high profile, uh, against that AC Flora running game and, and the defense AC Flora can throw up there. I mean, how do you like that? Which which way do you lean? Well, I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you, South Florence has got a hell of a defense. I mean, I've seen them play. They can they run and they're big and they, they tackle and uh I mean both these teams have really good defenses, so you know, you kind of you kind of go by the adage, you know, defense wins championships, offense sells tickets. Well, we'll see. Uh, they're going to be some offense, and I don't, I, I don't know who's got the edge to be honest, because I think I think both schools, both teams get so much recognition for the points they score um, that people forget that they're pretty good on defense, mm-hmm. and and you know, it's going to kind of come down to. You know which one can get the bigger break, or which one has the ball last. I, I mean, hell, it might be seven to six, mm. but I'm predicting, I'm predicting in the thirties for both teams at a minimum. But we'll see. All I right. mean, you know, maybe one team has too much turkey. You never know. That will mess you up. Too much turkey make you sleep. Three A playoffs. I'm well aware of that. Upper State. Okay, Powdersville beats Daniel. That's amazing that they did that. 36-35. Outscored them. 36-35. What a ball game. And Clinton does what they do. Ran the football extremely well. They beat Chapman 49-27. Tell people about this Powdersville team. Again, it's a high school that's maybe what? 10, 12 years old? And I can remember them coming along. Maybe not even that old. I can remember them coming along with their football program, taking their lumps, taking their lumps, and starting to emerge about a year or two ago as a uh, on the statewide scene as a really good football team. Yeah, it's been a few years. They, they, they kind of put together some 8, 9, then 10, then 11, and then last year they had a great year and, and got beat. I can't remember who beat them in the playoffs. Maybe it was Clinton. Um, I can't remember. But they got a really good running back, uh, Thomas Williams, who's a Virginia Tech commit, and they run the football, but they got a really good quarterback, Eli Hudgens, who can, who can make it hurt. I mean, he can run the ball. He can throw it. I mean, they're not they're not a one man show. 
And, uh, you know, they they knew they would have to score points tonight to beat Daniel and scored one more than Daniel. And But, you know, that game was in the 30s. And that's how you, you know, that's what I kept saying all year, that nobody can get Daniel into a close game in the fourth quarter. Uh, but Powdersville was capable of doing that. And, uh, you know, that game with Clinton next week, um, you know, let's do the over-under on how many rushing plays there'll be. 50, <laughs> I'll start at, because there's going to be some running. And But both teams can, you know, as you heard Monty say, they, they can have a little bit of success throwing it if they have to, but neither of them wants to. They want to be, you know, ball control. And uh, that, that'll be a really – that's a really good matchup scheme-wise. Have you heard anything about how that game played out, how Powdersville won it? I've been trying to find some details. No, I was I, I was following it on Twitter for most of the game and then and then got busy with, with doing my stuff, and I, I didn't even know Powdersville hung on to win until I heard you say it um, because I just hadn't seen an update, I, so I don't know how they did it. Let's see if I can find a little something here. Um, I'm looking at Todd Summers of Channel 7. Through three quarters, Daniel and Powdersville, they were tied at 28. Under five minutes to play. Blaine Simmons, a one-yard touchdown run. Daniel leads for the first time, 35-28. So apparently, somewhere in the last four minutes or so, Powdersville scored and went for two and got it. That, that's what it sounds like, yeah. But for, that, for that to be that way, they would have had to go for two there at the end. Yeah, I'm leaving it to the TV guy not to put the uh, – Winning touchdown in his tweeter, in his tweeter, in his Twitter. So uh, we'll have to continue to look to see if we can find out exactly how they did it. But that kind of that kind of narrows it down. All right, uh, lower state. As I said earlier, Dylan doing Dylan things. Thirty-one fourteen over Camden and Buford. How about Buford? That program uh, lost, I think, in the state championship last year, right? Buford. I think they did in four A. In four A. Right. Right. South Point. Correct. Uh, 31-21 over Gilbert tonight, so um, they got a chance to get one more win. They got a chance to get back to the championship, this time in 3A. Uh, what are your te- what's your take on the lower state? Well, I think, I think Dylan, uh, that was a big win for them going to Camden and kind of avenging last, year, avenging last year's loss uh, in the lower state finals. Now they'll get to host Buford, which is, you know, you know you, you're from that area. You get Dylan – at home in a really good game and a really big game and a lot of things can happen. So uh, I think Dylan has a slight edge, but, you know, Buford's been been really good. Their only loss was to Fort Dorchester way back in early September, and um, and it was a pretty close game. So they've been pretty dominant throughout the season and it beat a good Gilbert team tonight, beat, you know, really tough one out last week against Crestwood. Um, you know, they won't be the favorite, but that's okay. They, they, you know, they got to the state finals last year and nobody thought they would get out of lower state. So Bryce Labrand will have them ready. Casey Fields is a really good player at Buford running back that has really blossomed here in the last six to eight weeks. And, um, you know, so it'll be, it'll be a challenge for Buford. Dylan will be favored, but you know, it, it'll be a good game. Okay. Here's some details on that, um, Powdersville win from Joshua Miller with the Anderson Independent Mail looking at his tweet. So Daniel up 35-28, Powdersville marching and near the Daniel 10-yard line, 128 to play. And uh, first down Powdersville, Patriots with the ball on the Daniel 5 with 40 seconds left. Two tries stopped short. 
Powdersville with the ball on the Daniel 1. Third down, 14 seconds left. They're on the 1, David. And Eli Hudgens, the quarterback, fakes it, keeps it himself, and they score with 8.4 seconds left in the game. They do not go for the extra single extra point. Uh, they go for two. By the way, it uh, looks like this was played at Powdersville, and the place is packed. Just packed. Look, I'm looking at video. Just packed. And then um, Powdersville um, lined up for a two-point conversion. Daniel called a timeout. Powdersville came out. Again, two-point conversion. Gave the ball to a Thomas Williams, and he scored. 36-35, and the place went nuts, as you might imagine. Yeah, that, that that that's a lot of guts, boy. That mm. man, that 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 you know, I I just I like to think that I got a little bit of guts, but I don't know, you know. I just love to hear stories. I mean, I, I would have hated it had they not made it, but you just gotta love the confidence that a coach has in his team when he says, "Hey, we're going to win the game right now. No overtime. We're going to win it," mm-hmm. which is probably, you know, when you're playing Daniel, who's won three years in a row. That's probably the the safe play is like we don't want to go to overtime against them because they've been there, done that. Let's try to win the game right now. And, and you got to love the coach's confidence in his kids. I tell you, great job, Joshua Miller, on your coverage here, the video. I I love the background, quick shot of the, the home fans, and they're just going berserk. Not storming the field or anything. They're staying in their place. Well done but just going crazy. And then a shot of the Daniel players like walking off the field like they don't know what just hit them, you know. They don't know what just hit them. Williams had to break two tackles. He broke two tackles at about the one to get into the end zone. That kid's a stud. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he He's he's really good. All right. Let's go to uh, – that's 3A. Let's go to the 2As. 2As, of course, Abbeville. What would a uh, – Upper state final be without Abbeville. Boring. 45-14 over Fairfield Central. And, uh, Saluda beat Strom Thurmond. But tip of the hat to Strom Thurmond. Great comeback season for them. Saluda wins at 28-0. So, two teams that have kind of dominated uh, two-way upper state in recent years, right? Abbeville, Saluda meeting again. Yeah, and you remember when Abbeville was going for their fifth straight title uh, a couple years ago, uh, they had a lead on Saluda, uh, had a comfortable lead, and Saluda rallied and beat them at the end and went to the state finals and uh, won the state championship. So the last time they met in a game like this, Saluda won. And you got to think Abbeville remembers that. Um, really, really the probably the two best teams in the upper state. Um, you know, some other teams had good seasons, but these were probably the two teams a lot of people were pointing to by about midseason that these were going to be the guys. All right, Lower State, Andrew Jackson, 41, Barnwell, 14. I'm a little surprised. I, you know, I, I don't know much about A.J. Heard a lot about Barnwell, a little surprised to me. You can talk about that in a moment. Oceanside Collegiate, big over Woodland, 59-18. I guess we're surprised about that margin of victory. What about those two games? Uh, a little surprised that uh, A.J. handled Barnwell the way they did. I thought that game would be very close. Uh, but Barnwell made a couple of mistakes, and uh, Andrew Jackson took advantage in the second half and, and really put up 
a couple of quick touchdowns to kind of open up the lead. Um, you know, they're a good team. They run the football. Uh, got a really good running back, uh, Trey Thompson, that's over 2,400 yards. Uh, but I think a lot of people thought Barmore was going to be in the lower state finals. Uh, but Oceanside, boy, they're good. I mean, seeing them in person tonight, uh, they are so good up front on the offensive and defensive line. Uh, Monroe Freeling is going both ways. Ben Britton is going both ways. Uh, their little nose guard, I shouldn't say little, but it's about a 270-pound nose guard. Timmy Castain is a beast. And uh, they're very athletic. Vaughn Blue returned tonight. The big-time big running back, Charlotte Commit, uh, had a big game in his first game in like six weeks. Uh, had a big game for them. And, uh, you know, Woodland, Woodland hit some long passes in the second half, but it was 36 nothing before they scored. So uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, Oceanside has definitely been the best team down in this area. They're ranked number one for a reason. You remember, they beat Sumter 28 nothing, and their only loss was a one-point loss to South Florence. So, I mean, this is not a fluke Oceanside team. These guys are really good. Looks like it. 59-18 over Woodland. Let's hit the break. We'll come back and talk about the 1As and also Skeeza. And then try to hit up a couple of more coaches in the next half hour. Man, this show has flown by. Can't believe we're down to almost our last half hour of this night. Get more from David. And you know what's coming up, David. You know what's coming up in our final minutes tonight. A tradition like none other, Shelton says. It's back. And it's time. And we'll be back. Show your team pride wherever you go with Founders Federal Credit Union's Collegiate Debit Cards. Get your University of South Carolina and Clemson University debit cards at any Founders office or by calling 1-800-845-1614. Plus, our debit cards are digital wallet ready, so you can pay however you please. Not a member? Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there, offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com. Call me, Alex Satterfield, at 803-749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at secattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. 
Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. I love fight songs. Don't you love fight songs, David? David, do you love fight songs? I said yes. Oh, <laughs> we didn't hear you. I don't well, think we had your butt. We didn't have your button punched, which which is you yeah. know par for the course. Exactly. Always punch my button before talking to me. <laughs> All right, we go to the one A's and uh, Christchurch, big over Louisville, St. Joseph's, big over Wagner, Sally. I guess no one should be surprised. Should be a good one between those two next week. Yep, no surprise at all. Uh, they, those are the two best teams pretty much all year in the in the upper state, so uh, pretty much what it should be. Yep. Johnsonville and Cross in the lower state. Johnsonville 14 nothing over Lamar. Cross 34-16 over uh, Estill. You've been big on Cross all year, telling us, you know, really good club. And so uh, they're going to match. And Johnsonville's had a great year. Uh are these the best two teams moving out of the lower state? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think uh, I think Cross uh, over the last eight weeks or so has been just on point. Uh, that was a that was a good team they beat tonight on the road. Um, and then Johnsonville, you know, they've been undefeated all year, been ranked number one. Um, you know, they don't always blow people out, but they win games. They've won several close games, and that could play to their advantage in the. Uh, you know, in the in the lower state final, and I'm pretty sure Cross goes to Johnsonville, but I'm not positive. Yeah. All right, and uh, Skiza championship weekend for Skiza, and uh, we've got uh, two championship games in the books tonight. Hammond, no trouble with Lawrence Manning in four A, fifty two nothing, and Holly Hill Academy beats uh, WW King in eight man sixty eight to twenty. That's like how many? 11 or 12 championships for Holly Hill? I don't know. It's three in a row. I don't know how many all time, but that's three in a row. And they they end the season with a 37 or 38 game winning streak. They haven't lost since 2019. So. And Hammond. Uh, with no surprise, they, they, beat, they beat King earlier in the year by, by about the same score. So uh, they were clearly the best eight-man team in the state all year. And we'll talk about Hammond coming up. But, I mean, they just add another trophy to the trophy cabinet there over at at Hammond. There are three championship games tomorrow. Uh, 3A, you got PD Academy and Florence Christian. They're playing at West Florence. And 2A, Calden Prep and Williamsburg Academy. And in 1A, Thomas Hayward plays Lee Academy. And those games will be at Charleston Southern. Uh, Back after the bottom of the hour break. Love the uh, trombones in that particular uh, fight song. David, were you much of a uh, musician back in the day, played in the high school band or anything? Uh, no. Uh, I come from a family of musicians, and 
my talents are actually singing vocally. Oh. Uh, oh. I, <laughs> do you do you knock them out in karaoke contests or something? I have won several <laughs> in my life. I, I, I've got to be there to hear and see that one day. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send you a recording. And you're not going to think it. You're going to probably think it's like Garth Brooks or Travis Tree or, uh, or, or. Are you like Jim Neighbors? Are you like Jim Neighbors? You sound like this when you talk, but when you sing, you sound like something else. Yeah. Well, I don't know. People, people that have heard me sing say that I sing like I talk, but <laughs> I just. Uh, I, I I I have two talents. Yeah. Um, talking and singing. <laughs> Well, I've heard you talk. I've never heard you sing. Send me the tape. I will. Yeah. I and wanna, you're going to be shocked. I want to hear it. Uh, let's go to Lou Bayesjack from the state newspaper. I don't think Lou sings. He could fool me here, but I don't think he sings. Uh, he's got that kind of no. rough, um, you know, Midwestern Cleveland, Pittsburgh kind of sound to him. <laughs> Lou, how are you? Yeah, you don't want to hear me singing, and I, I debate. I'm calling. Uh, I think uh, Shelton's trying to pull one over on us. When I get the tape, when I get the tape, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You were at Hammond tonight as they were, were crowned kings again in Skiza 4A. Yes, and uh, 52 to nothing. Another that's uh, six in a row for Hammond. First in 4A with uh, Skiza moving up to uh, four classifications. But pretty much the same uh, same story, man. They're just a heck of a team this uh, Hammond did. They, they played a tough tough schedule early. They played Prince Avenue out of Georgia. They played Gaffney. They went toe to toe with Gaffney, uh, losing late uh, to them. And we know Gaffney's playing for uh, upper state championships. So um, Coach Wheeler, who took over for Coach Kimry, has now won two straight championships. A little different style. They run the ball a little bit more, but uh, uh, great defense. Uh, the, uh, pitching another shutout and uh, just uh, um, a great, great effort tonight. And I think they had four four turnovers on defense. They returned an interception for a touchdown and uh, rolled to another title. Wow. So are they just getting better and better? Nobody in their class, whether it was 3A, 4A, nobody's gaining ground on them, as you see it. I thought at one time, you know, maybe it was uh, – I'm trying to think. who Wasn't there somebody – Ben Lippin. Was it Ben Lippin at one time kind of gaining ground on them? Yeah, Ben Lippin when they got – when they, the year they had Bryce Thompson and uh, mm. Trad Beatty, who both went on to play Division One football. They they got him in the playoffs and won the state. Trinity Collegiate, I thought, a couple years ago uh, – were able. They had a tough year this year, but I thought uh, two years ago uh, they were able to give. Uh, they had some talent on that team, but just uh, Hammond's rolling. I mean, you think uh, there's going to be a, a, a law one, one of these years, and uh, you think hey, this guy's graduating, but they just they just reload, and they got some talented running backs. They got this tight end, uh, Mike Tyler, who's I, I think we're going to be hearing more about. He, he got hurt tonight, but uh, he, he's a good-looking player. Uh, definitely a college prospect. They had a couple uh, younger guys that could be college prospects on, on the team as well. All right, so uh, also in your neighborhood, AC Flora, one big tonight. Uh, Dutch Fork, one big tonight. So I know you'll be doing a lot uh, on them moving forward uh, to next week. What do you think about uh, those two teams, what they did, what they might do next week? 
Yeah, AC Flora, definitely not a surprise. I mean, they've been uh, rolling, and we kind of, we kind of, when the brackets came out, we kind of saw this matchup possibly coming. AC Flora, South Florence, number one versus number two, and we get it. Uh, sometimes you don't get it during the playoffs like this, but we do, and we know what Lenore Sellers has done at South Florence. Both uh, teams rolled tonight, and uh, I think it's going to be a heck, heck of a matchup at Memorial Stadium in Columbia next week. Dutch Fork. Um, they, they, they are rolling now after, uh, not a slow start. They, they played a grueling schedule. They had some issues on offense, but Jarvis Green's really explosive. They got a better quarterback play from Appler, who's done, who had an over 200 yards passing tonight. They, they, I thought Spartanburg would really give them some. They played earlier in the year and, uh, Dutch Fork had to win on a last-second field goal, but it was all one-sided tonight. So now you get a rematch of the state championship game next week. Uh, Dutch Fork got to go to Gaffney, and that should be uh, one heck of a ball game uh, uh, up in the reservation. Absolutely. We look forward to it. Uh, you going to head up there, or you got other plans? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'll either be at Florida or Dutch Fork. We'll see you. I mean, you can't go wrong either way for sure. Yeah. All right, we'll look to hear from you. Thank you, my friend. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Happy Bill. Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you very much. Lou Bajak from the state newspaper. Now let's welcome in to the high school scoreboard from Dillon High School, Coach Kelvin Roller, whose team tonight was a big winner as they advance in the 3A playoffs, 31-14, lower state over the Camden Bulldogs. Coach, good evening. Welcome in. Great to have you with us. Congratulations. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Tell us about the performance tonight, what you saw overall from your team, what kind of stood out to you. Well, just the will that our guys, you know, they beat us last year down there, and, uh, you know, our guys took that personal. And um, I'll be honest with you, you know, we, we pretty much controlled the football game on both sides of uh, the line of scrimmage. And, you know, our running backs ran the ball extremely hard. And, um uh, you know, when kids go out there and they leave it on the field for you and, you know, they play as hard as they can play, that, that's that's all you can ask of them. Absolutely. Uh, line of scrimmage would have been very interesting to watch tonight because uh, you had your big guy, uh, Josiah Thompson, and Camden had their big guy, Xavier McLeod. Uh, how, you know, did you get a good look at that matchup? How often do those guys cross paths out there? Well, both both of those two players are, are extremely – you know, talented players. Both are very, very good. And, um, you know, uh, Xavier, Xavier is a, a man child out <laughs> there, to be honest with you. And so is Josiah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and, and as good as Josiah is, we, we've got more than Josiah on our offensive line. We've got a veteran group up there. And most of those guys have been three year starters. And, and, uh, so, you know, we, we've, we're blessed to have some, some really good linemen other than just Josiah Thompson. So, um, and, and those guys played well tonight. Yeah, no question. Your quarterback's a young guy, but uh, seems to be playing extremely well. Uh, how do you like the way he's he's running things for you? And then your defense, too, the whole Camden to 14. Obviously, you got some great defensive play tonight. We did, and, uh, you know, I thought Josiah played an excellent ball game at the quarterback spot. Um you know, he didn't have a whole lot of stats to go with it, but he made some big plays. He made some great decisions, and and just not just not trying to do too much uh, when things weren't there. But uh, you know, he made some plays with his legs tonight to get us get us some key first downs and to keep drives alive. So uh, 
proud of, proud of the way he's been playing for us at the quarterback position, especially as a freshman. Um, and and yes, our defense, you know they, you know they played lights out tonight. Um, you know we gave up a couple big plays, but for the most part, you know I think we frustrated their offense uh, tonight. So proud of our guys. David Shelton got a question for the coach. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, congratulations, by the way. But um, um, you know, I know you. I know you take one game at a time, and you never get caught looking ahead. But do you know much about Buford? Have you been able to, you know, in film studies or whatever, have you been able to learn much about them? Do you know much about what you're going to be seeing next week? No, we don't know anything about them. I haven't seen any film on Buford at all. So we'll get to work this week on that, and uh, we, you know. And, and but but that's no different, you know. We we pretty much like you said. You take one game at a time. There's no no reason to look ahead to Buford when you're playing a Camden at Camden. So you know you got to put all your emphasis on on that game. So, uh, but I know Buford's coached well and you know, played in the state championship uh, last year. I won't say didn't they in the four A mm-hmm. classification? Exactly. Am I correct? Yes, sir. And mm-hmm. uh, you know so. Uh, um, you know, they'll be ready. You know, they're coming down to Dillon and glad glad we don't have to make that trip. But, uh, you know, that, it, it, it'll be a good contest, I'm sure. Your place will be packed out next week, no doubt about it. We sure hope so. Sure hope so. Anytime you play in practicing on Thanksgiving and play in that weekend, you know, you, you've having, you're having a good year. Hmm. So. No question about it. Uh Speaking of Josiah Thompson, your big offensive tackle, what's he got planned this weekend? I don't know. Hopefully, he'll just get him some rest and watch watch some film on Buford. And, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if he's making a game trip or anything tomorrow or whatever. I hadn't really talked with him about that, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, so who knows? Yeah. Well, you get some rest. The whole team gets some rest. Enjoy this victory tonight. Hey, to go into a Zimp. And win a playoff game like that—that's uh—that's not easy. We appreciate your time so much, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Phil, for all y'all do for high school football. Thank you, Coach. Great talking Thanks, to you. Man. See you soon. Okay, Kelvin Roller from uh, Dillon Wildcats, Nasty Cats, David, whatever you want to call them—they—they they got it going. When they get their defense going, whew, awfully hard to beat because you know they're going to score. Yeah, they're and they're really good defensively. I mean, they have been for years um, since Billy Baker nicknamed them the Nasty Cats back in the nineties. <laughs> uh, that mon- that moniker that moniker kind of stuck. So that's that's one thing Billy can take credit for because he called them the Nasty Cats. But you know what? I mean, they were Nasty Cats back in that era. Would you say? I mean, that was a bunch of guys. They were um, well, they were kind of. <sighs> I want to choose my words carefully here. They were kind of Miami-like, would you say, the way they carried themselves on the field, the way they played defense, kind of intimidating. Maybe that's a good word. Would you say intimidating? Yeah, intimidating is the word. They were back in the 90s. uh, I remember that guy, um, Marcus. McClellan. McClellan. McCollum? McCollum. McClellan? McClellan. What a a man. Yes. Oh, my God. He's so good. He was so good. They were fast, and they had Stan Manning at running back. That was a loaded football team. Then they get to the Avery McCall era where he wins four championships, first in the state to win four championships at quarterback. 
this young quarterback they've got now, Josiah Oxendine, well, he had the chance to do the same thing if they if they started out this year for him. Yeah, he's a really talented kid. He's one to watch over the next couple of years. Okay, thanks to Coach for being with us. Let's hit the break, and um, maybe we can hit up one more coach, uh, and then we'll get to David Says. That's my favorite part of the high school football scoreboard every year because we dig deep into the brain of David Shelton, and he delivers the goods on uh, what you should expect for next week in the playoffs. That is coming up after the break. Show your team pride wherever you go with Founders Federal Credit Union's Collegiate Debit Cards. Get your University of South Carolina and Clemson University debit cards at any Founders office or by calling 1-800-845-1614. Plus, our debit cards are digital wallet ready, so you can pay however you please. Not a member? Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. In Columbia, South Carolina, the game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue, we're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games set from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. minutes tonight here on the high school scoreboard let me go over the scores one final time in 5a upper state dutch fork 63 spartanburg 14 gaffney 34 burns 28 lower state somerville 7 sumter nothing fort dorchester 39 carolina forest 21 4A Upper State, greenville 42 catawba ridge 27 northwestern 59 westside 21 Lower State, A.C. Flora, 50. West Florence, 19. South Florence, 52. James Island, 21. Upper State, 3A. 
Powdersville 36, Daniel 35, Clinton 49, Chapman 27, Lower State, Dillon 31, Camden 14, Buford 31, Gilbert 21. Two-way Upper State, Abbeville 45, Fairfield Central 14, Saluda 28, Strom Thurmond nothing, Lower State, Andrew Jackson 41, Barnwell 14, Oceanside Collegiate 59, Woodland 18. 1A Upper State, Christ Church, 47, Louisville, 7, St. Joseph's, 55, Wagner, Sally, 8, Lower State, Johnsonville, 14, Lamar, nothing, Cross, 34, Estill, 16, Skiza, 4A Championship, Hammond, 52, Lawrence Manning, nothing, Skiza, 8-man championship, Holly Hill Academy, 68, W.W. King, 20. Before we do, Shelton says, David, one team, one cause. What you got coming up this week? Got nothing this week, uh, but I just uh, this earlier this week, yesterday, I went to St. Andrews University in Laurenburg. Nice, and and spoke to the men's and women's wrestling program as well as the volleyball program, and it was really good. Uh, I was, it was spur of the moment. The coach called me out of the blue, said he saw something on Twitter, and I, I think they've had a, a few issues, and said, "Can you come?" I said, yeah, I'll come after Thanksgiving. Let's let's set a date. And he said, can you come this week? Ooh. And I said, well, I will come Monday. I will come Thursday. And so I went and uh, had a great time and really felt like I really felt like I had an impact on a, on a couple of kids and um, they were very appreciative and um, it kind of just motivates me. That's why I do it. That's why I do it. If one kid comes up to me and says I might have made a difference, that's that's enough for me. And uh you know, I got to go through places like Clio and McCall hmm. and on my way there that I had not been through since the 90s and uh, did not realize that it was as run down and as barren as it is, hmm. but uh, it, was, it brought back some memories. No question. The old Clio High School, well, they were the midgets at one time, then they became the Cavaliers, and McCall, where Art Baker came from, Zach Willis came from McCall, the old uh, McCall Red Devils, I think they were. And, uh, yeah, those were, those were great little towns back then. They are no more, though. They killed the high school. You kill the high school, you kill the town, right? Pretty much. That's how it works. Yep. Okay, David, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that you're having an impact. That's fantastic. Folks can go to our website. We have a link to David's website, One Team, One Cause. You just click on that little uh, digital ad we have on our website for One Team, One Cause. Take you right to David's site. Now. Upper State, Dutch Fork versus Gaffney, and Shelton says. Well, this is going to, these are tough ones, boy, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't be able to go to Gaffney anytime soon, but I'm going to pick Dutch Fork. E. I, I think they will get revenge. In a close one. In a close one, absolutely. Somerville, Fort Dorchester, Shelton says. Uh, you know, I think I think Somerville will play better than they did the first time they played a couple of weeks ago. But the way Fort's playing right now with that running game and their defense has been really good, I think it'll be kind of low scoring, be very physical, probably be some fifteen yard penalties involved. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Fort Dorchester in a real close one. All right, four A Upper State Greenville Northwestern. Shelton says, I think Northwestern is just. 
just better defensively. I think they'll be able to make enough stops. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Trojans um, in a high scoring game. Lower State, A. C. Flora, and South Florence. They, uh, Shelton oh. says. I don't know. Can I pass on this one? No um, passing. There's no passing. There's a no passing lane. Well, there's gonna be some passing in that game. Um, <laughs> but uh, I. I <laughs> You know what? I've been on South Florence. I've been on South Florence since I saw them play in the first game of the year, and and somehow or another, I I just think they're going to find a way to win. I think Lenore Sellers is going to be the best player on the field, and usually that happens. And um, but that's a close one. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if AC Floor won that. But I'm I'm going to take South since you're making me take somebody. Okay, that's what Shelton says is all about. Three A Upper State, Clinton. Powdersville, Shelton says. Well, I'm, I've been listening to Monty Dutton all year about how good Clinton is. So, uh, you know, he he's a veteran and he he knows what he's talking about. I'm going to take I'm going to take Clinton to beat Powdersville. Lower State, Dylan Buford, and Shelton says. You know, I think Buford can play in this game. I think you know Casey Fields is a really good football player. I think this is going to be a hard road trip. Uh, tough place to win. Um, Dylan's been, you know, ranked number one or two all year. I, I'm going to take Dylan, uh, but again, won't be shocked if Buford wins this game. I just think this is a tough, tough ask. Two A Upper State Abbeville Saluda Shelton says. Well, I think Abbeville's going to get a little revenge for what happened to him a couple years ago, and I, I think Abbeville will beat Saluda. Lower State Andrew Jackson. AKA AJ against Oceanside Collegiate. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people were looking for Barnwell and Oceanside, uh, and, and AJ put a wrench in that. I think, you know, being at home is going to help them. But I, I mean, I saw firsthand tonight, Oceanside is really, really good, and I, I think they're going to win. The, I think they're going to win and play for the state title. All right. We go to the 1A Upper State. It's Christ Church, it's St. Joseph's, and Shelton says. I'm going to take Christchurch. They beat them earlier in the year, beat them pretty easily. I think it'll be closer, but but I think Christchurch has proven to be probably the best team in the upper state all season. And lower state, we've got Johnsonville versus Cross. Shelton says. Well, like you said earlier, I've been on I've been on Cross all year. Uh, you know, they got a big win tonight. Johnsonville's a really good team. Um, I think I think uh, Cross has got the size advantage up front. Their offensive and defensive lines. I'm going to take Croft in a low-scoring game. All right. There you go. We are set for the upper and lower state finals, the statewide semifinals, next Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving. We will be here with the high school scoreboard. Not a lot of games, but there will be a lot of talking. I can promise you that from David Shelton. We'll have reporters. We'll get coaches on as well. You know those coaches will be happy, the ones we ring up next Friday night because they'll be playing for a state championship the next week. Going to be a lot of fun, David. Let's hope that we have some great games, some tight games, some down-to-the-wire games, and look forward to a great state championship weekend. Want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you next week, sir. Sounds good, man. Same to y'all. Thank you so much. David Shelton, we call him best in business here on Sports Talk. He is the star of the high school football scoreboard. I'm just along for the ride and to fill in the gaps. want to thank J.P. Barry. Good to see you, J.P. Hadn't seen you in a few weeks. Get a haircut. 
It's good to see J.P. Barry again in person. We appreciate that. We thank the coaches we had on tonight. We thank the reporters who called in. We thank our affiliates across the state. We thank you, the high school football fan, for listening to us every week here on the High School Football School Board. Only two more to go. We'll do it again next week. Have a great weekend. See ya.